Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Empowerment with Dio Kabunda. And um, I just want to greet y'all. How are you? How's how's life going? What are you doing? How? What have you been doing? Um, uh, how is life with God been going? Um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about something which I think is really interesting. We're going to talk about marriage. And I asked my sister the, the the other day when I wanted her on the episode. And she said, no, I'm not talking about that. Why? And I said, why? Because, and she said, because it's too uncomfortable talking about it. But I really like talking to God about it. It's one of my favorite topics with God. And I think that we really, we as Christians need to talk about it instead of just decide that we're not going to talk about it until we get to that part of our life. We need to talk about it and we need to know what it is and what it means. So what is marriage? Marriage is the uniting of two people, male and female, that they would be one in flesh, that they would support each other emotionally and that they would help each other spiritually. Man, that is such a good definition. See, that's God. <laughs> Yesterday, I, I went through something which I thought was really amazing. Yesterday, I had a moment with God. I was just communicating with God. I felt like I was in heaven. I think I was in heaven before the throne of grace or something like that. But I was with God and I could hear God clearly. And his words were just so amazing. It was just so amazing. Um. So I guess in that, I got, I got the realization that God speaks, that God speaks through me more than I more than I thought. And like when I recorded, when I record, and I, for example, when I talked about time management, I, I, I myself personally, am still trying to apply that to my own life. I can kind of get lost in the, in the steps because it wasn't me speaking, but it was God speaking through me. And uh, I guess I forgot that he was speaking to me as well. Now let's get in, let's get it, let's get into it because we have a time period to stick to. I really didn't want to record without it sounding professional because last episode really upset me because of the of the audio quality, how bad it sounded. How bad it sounded and that and that just I just didn't like that. But God said do it anyway. With all the episodes that when I would record them and think I don't think they're good enough and then God would say just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Just publish it anyway. Just record it every, anyway. Um, yeah, so let me, let me just, let me just, I've written it down. Okay. I've written it down and I think I, I've highlighted some points and I might not include some points because I'm, I have not written some, some points down, but here, let's go. Um, marriage is first mentioned in Genesis chapter two, when God took out of Adam's side, that rib, you know? That is the first marriage, and it wasn't performed by a pastor or by someone who's been who who applied to do it online, but it was performed by God. Um, and I think it's it's really amazing marriage marriage being performed by God. Wow. So let's read what it says that. Uh, and I really like the part where Adam said, "Now this is flesh of my flesh," saying that. We're the same. Um, 
Let's see. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Marriage is designed so that two people can help, so that the two people, male and female, can help each other, fill in each other's weaknesses, and to complete and complement each other. A lasting marriage is built on true love. And I know in movies, in Disney movies, true love has been made as if something where if you like if you where you like someone and they like you back that no that's not true love true love is god's love because christ has modeled the love for us and in marriage there there is a there is a certain love and i guess marriage there there in the in marriage there is friendship love there is romantic love and there is yeah but it is built on true love and that true love has been modeled by Jesus for us as a church, by Jesus for us. And Jesus has modeled that love for us and we are to follow that model. So the true love of God and of each other and of each other, the people who get married. And that true love leads to unity or unison, uh, actually unity in spirit, soul, and body. The men and women are are supposed to love each other intimately and serve each other. The husband is the head servant. Now, don't get me don't get me wrong. There is no superior in marriage. If that if that's what you think, I don't think that I don't I know that's not what God meant because Christ because we see we see when Paul says that there is therefore now no this there's no Jew no Greek no no save no free there's just we're just children of God. So in marriage, I just want to clarify that that point is really important. A lot of people can get it wrong. There is no superior in marriage. The husband is a head servant. It does not mean he's greater than the woman. It doesn't mean he's superior to the woman. But it's his biblical right as the head servant, his biblically assigned responsibility to love his wife and care for her and serve the wife and the wife is the one that loves the husband that supports the husband and in so doing she supports herself it's like because they are one right um so what what it's saying is uh, what I'm trying to say is that they support each other and they care for each other. But the husband, more than ever, as the biblically assigned responsibility, should should watch that they care for the wife for their wife. Okay. Okay. There is no superior in marriage, as I've already mentioned. Right. It's about unity, and that unity will cost humility. Man, that's so good. God God is so smart. Wow. Without unity, unity will cost humility. Marriage is not an easy thing. As as we can see all around us by the people that are married, that marriage is not as an easy thing. The smallest of things have biggest have big impacts. The words that that people speak to each other in marriage, the things that they do for each other, the way that they serve each other is a hard time-taking process with the biggest impact. There's a lot to say about 
making marriage work. And I and 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 I and there is a lot that I could say about about making marriage work, but that God could say about making marriage work, not me. It is God speaking through me? Okay, yeah. Um, but right now I want to talk is I want to talk to teenagers um about waiting for the one. Yes, waiting for the one. There is a one for you. Because I find it so amazing how God took the rib out of Adam's out of Adam's side. God could have made Eve from the ground from scratch, but God took the rib out of Adam's side. And Adam, when what did Adam say? He said that this is flesh of my flesh, saying that we are one. The rib, the rib thing for me kind of tells me like there there are two pieces of a puzzle, right? And some pieces won't fit. Only one piece can fit. Yeah, you know what you know what I mean. Um, yes, there is a one that that God has made for you, one that takes in all the boxes, and one that that even the ones that you do not think about, and the perfect one won't be perfect. God told me this one day. He said that the perfect one won't be perfect, but they'll be perfect for you. I remember that day when I put I put a status on WhatsApp and I and I and people really reacted to that status. Um and uh, on the journey to meeting the one and that meeting with that one, the one that God has designed for you, that meeting with that one is going is planned by God. And one way or another, it's not our duty to worry about it or to think about it or to search for them. But one way or another, God will make your paths meet. God is in control. And that does not mean he controls our decisions. But one way or another, he will make your paths meet because of his goodness, his faithfulness, and because he is God and he's in control. Okay. Um. Yeah, and on, and on the journey, there's going to be some people you like. There's going to be some crushes, uh, some strong feelings for certain people, some good-looking people, some people with great characters you might think are the ones. But you can be sure that there's something diff that, that'll be different about the one. Uh, I let me take an example from my life, right? I've liked a lot of a lot of girls before. Not a lot, a lot, but I think maybe a dozen in my in my life, and but then the other, uh, one night when I was praying, and I was saying, and I was talking to God, and He said to me about the girls that I was liking, thinking that they might be the one because Christian and whatnot, and and He said, and He said to me that she's not the one, she's not the one, and she's not the one, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. I was kind of disappointed, but then I was kind of also like more expect expectant. Um, yeah. So when waiting for the one, do not place an expectation for the one to have a certain to have, do not place unreal unrealistic expectations of that one. God talked to me the the other one day. I think it was last month. I think it was last month, and he talked to me, and he said. When we were talking about, when we were talking about the future, about her, my future wife, whom I don't know, um, he said to me that son, now I'm now I'm putting her in your hands, and you're going to have 
to take care of her. You know, you're going to have to take care of her. And you said a lot, a, lot, a lot more stuff. But what I'm trying to say is it a husband's biblically assigned responsibility and role is to care for their wives. And he said that she's not going to be perfect. But I want you to love her. Wow. And that, that was really deep. That was really deep for me because I had like so said like one day, eighth grade, ninth grade, um, last year, ninth grade, God said, uh, God said to me, what do you want in a wife? And I was making, and I will, and uh, of course, knowing God that when he has such questions, uh, he, he's probably wanting to see my character, but then. I, I started out with character with with character but anyway um I'm I'm getting um yeah I'm getting out of the point I'm getting out of the topic or something um okay but you can be sure that you're meeting with the one uh, it's going to happen you're going to meet them and not you you're not going to meet them and then accidentally oops miss them God is the one who's in control. He is God. Okay. God will direct those steps of your meeting and of your falling in love. If of your falling in love, if you're waiting for that one, but in the moment, hold on. Do not be impatient, taking big decisions, right? Which might be less than God's best. Don't, 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 don't take big, big decisions, which must be, which might be less than God's best and uh, I wrote I wrote I, I wrote and I quote from what I wrote I really get excited when talking about her she might be listening <laughs> next thing um I personally don't date and in my, your experience might be different but anyway uh, uh, um thinking because I think there's only one for me and I and really just wanted if i wanted to be romantically in love with anyone i just wanted to be one person if i wanted to care for someone in that way i just wanted to be one person so that's my reason for not dating but that one is a question that is between that is between you and you and your god you know and if he convicts you when you're in, in your conscience then so so will be right Okay, but anyway, yeah, let's go to the next point, which is uncomfortable. It is kind of exciting, but mostly uncomfortable. Sex. Yeah, that's the that's the next point. Yep, <laughs> I brought it up. Yeah, it's just such a major part of marriage. And well, while the time has not come for, has not come, while the time has not come, I, I want to make a statement that sex is great and worth the wait. A quote from the book by Vicky Courtney, which the book's name was Five Conversations You Must Have with Your Daughter. Um, yeah, I think that a lot of people really get impatient and can get caught up and can get caught up and get and have sex with people who God did not, how God, and uh how God did not intend for them, who God did not intend for them to have it with. And it's a really, it's a really uncomfortable topic. And really, 
yeah, I too had gotten caught up in in those in those in those in those kinds of acts in those in those kinds of acts with foreign masturbation. Um, it was I when I this year when when I got into it, I was really deep into it. And by the way, just an update on that: it's been like more than one month since. What more? It's been more than one month that I am well aware of. Let me check and try to calculate how many days it has been. Right? You don't mind me taking the time to see. Um. And uh, by the way, um, when uh, um the the past few days I've been really regretting and thinking that why was I doing it? How could my thoughts be so? impure but then i guess i too i put at place an unrealistic expectation on myself to be to be perfect when really i too am a human being and i too can do i too can do things which are i too can sometimes do things which are not godly um let me see i'm looking for it i seem to have Last one. Okay, let's see. On the twenty sixth of May, twenty twenty one, it was thirty one days without without porn and masturbation. Um, let's see. What is the date today? Today is the tenth of June. So twenty sixth of May, January, February, January, February, March, April, May. May ended with thirty one. So, um, twenty six, twenty seven. 27, okay, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. So 31 plus 5 is equals to 36, 36, and then you add 10 to that. That's 46 days. Wow. Thank you, God. <laughs> um, I guess the battle's not done in that part, but I've just been declaring victory, and I've just been declaring victory, Um, and God has just been... God has just pulled me out of that. Thank you, God, for that. Um, but anyway, um, as I was, I was talking about it, I was saying that sex is great and is worth the wait. And in the church, especially church people, tend to avoid that topic because, well, it's uncomfortable. And uh, because that topic is usually made or related with the topic of sexual immorality, and uh, sex is something that God designed, that God designed so that as an expression of love, of romantic love, from, from of romantic love from husband, from husband and wife to each other. It's another form. It's it's like another form of service to serve the other and to to make them happy. Man, it's uncomfortable. Wow. It's still, it's so, it's uncomfortable, especially talking to it with, with people. I talk, I talk to it with God. I mean, he knows me. Okay, let's see. And I wrote, a great sex is based on real love. Yeah, now, 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 now we're out of that. We're out of that topic that was uncomfortable. Partnership, friendship. Marriage focuses on those things a lot. Partnership and friendship. It focuses on that so much that 
when every time I think marriage, I think partnership and friendship because it's it's about having that friend who marriage is about having that friend who loves you in a special way that is romantic love and who will compliment you when you're right, warn you when you're wrong and help you up and help you up when you fall for the rest of your life. The desire for such a friend is a pure one. Listen, marriage is not a fairy tale because for because most for most people they can forget do the little things and overlook some things. But if marriage is built on God, it will it will last. It will not only last but it will flourish. And now before I wrap up this episode, I just want to make some I would just want to say something else huh? and review the points that point number 1 that marriage is a uniting of two people male and female that that they should help each other. And the other and another and another point is and another point is uh, that marriage is about service and the husband is a head servant. And the wife, the wife also, they serve each other. They serve each other. Um, and it's going, and marriage costs, costs humility for unity. The unity in marriage costs humility and this, and, and it, those small things that can be overlooked. Um, okay, the next point is uh, waiting for the one. And waiting for the one. God told me the other day, God told me the other day, that was last month, I think. He said that, well, he said when I was like, really, I really like this girl and my hormones were going crazy. And God said that, just wait, son. She'll be worth it. And uh, that is God saying to you, saying, just wait, my child. Just wait, my children. They'll be worth it. And if you're married because... Not not all my listeners are teenagers. If you're married, and you've already met that person, um, you know, you've already met that person. I want to say to you that keep on. Do not grow weary in good doing. Okay, keep on sowing love. Keep on sowing your time. Keep on seeking God on it. Keep on praying about it, and uh, keep on planting these things and. Your marriage will flourish, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now keep. Okay, and I and the next point was that the perfect one, the one, will not be perfect. And uh, they will not be perfect as you would expect, but they'll be perfect for you. It's going to, and God is going to direct the steps of your meeting. Next point is uh, sex is great and is worth the wait and that point is really uncomfortable for me oh, wow even coming out of my mouth maybe in maybe in my thoughts but coming out of my mouth it sounds so strange and weird um but yeah it's worth it's 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 worth the wait and uh, and uh, really it's it's okay to it's okay to look forward to marriage and all these things that are that are in marriage it's great in fact it's a godly desire to look forward to that and god satisfies that kind of desire we think that god does not care about any 
of our desires. We really, God does care more than we do. So in ending, I just want to remind you all that I just want to remind you all that marriage shouldn't be an uncomfortable topic or or a topic the teenagers the teenage the teenagers avoid, but something that they look forward to. If you're like if you're looking to get if you're if you're decided you'll get married, but something that you you look forward to, and God is really backing me up on this, and I'm thankful for that. He's really with me on this because I didn't even want. I, I just told myself. Actually, the devil told me and lied to me and got me into the lie that don't don't record this. The recording quality will be bad and people and people won't like that. The the noise in the background. But then God just said, just do it. And he said it. He he said it. And he and he also and and I felt and I comprehended. He was saying as just do it just do it even though even though i I'm, I'm i've lost the word just do it this in spite of i think that's the word i'm just saying in spite of this in spite of that and uh, until next time i think next time we'll be talking about social media setting the boundaries so this has been another episode of empowerment with T with Del Cabunda teenage life bye bye